0: Talk Back Matters. Eric is from Sweden, a self confessed atheist, but an active, passionate thinker, which took a radical 180 degree turn. Eric shares his story.
1: Um, When I was growing up, um, I was um, very firmly atheist. Um, I was um, relatively involved in the um, young people section of the Swedish Communist Party. Um, I was also uh, involved in various animal liberation actions and uh, observed a vegan lifestyle. And at the core of all of this, um, I, I thought organized religion and faith was really the root causes of most evils in the world. Right. Sweden itself, uh, where I spent the early years of my life, is, is a, a very secular country. Um it does have a, a heritage of, of Christianity but it's all dating quite far back and it's not something that, that's really heartfelt. So um I didn't really come across all that many committed Christians. I my view of Christianity and, and of religion was that people were either completely delusional because clearly there was no such thing as the supernatural Mm -hmm. or it was weak people that needed a crutch to get through life um, but it basically, at the core of it, it was people for whom it really meant very little, and I saw straight through their their hypocrisy. And the, I guess the only other one that you did see occasionally were the ecstatic fanatics that were working themselves into some sort of a frenzy, and, you know, out of any one of those categories, I felt I was neither, and I wanted nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't so much, perhaps, that I had zero interest in religion, though, um, Because I would argue now, and even though I wouldn't have used those words then, that atheism in itself is a faith. And and my atheist faith was very strong. Yes. I I remember when I got to to senior high school, um, the uh, religious education teacher um, came clean early on in, in the very first class. Saying that that she um, was an atheist and that she would have no issue in in proving her point throughout the course of the uh, the terms that um, ensued.
0: And she was teaching religious education.
1: She was, yes. And I, of course, was cheering her on on the inside.
0: So. That's bizarre.
1: Yeah, so it's it's quite a different setup. So it's more religion and ethics and survey of world religions that, that's covered in in the content. Okay. Uh, I remember even to this day that. Uh, some of the content of her first um, deliberations to us. As we walked into the classroom, it was pitch black. Pitch black. She drawn a big question mark on the the blackboard. That's just a bit about my age. Uh, on the blackboard in the classroom, and um, as we walked in, she um, got everyone in the class um, to be to be quiet, and she would go, oh, shh, you know, be be quiet. Um, um, Am I disturbing you? It's only death knocking on your door, and when you leave this room, you're going to be ninety minutes closer to death, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about it um, and and Gee. and so on and so forth but she was she was very much of the nihilist um atheist persuasion, which um, there's obviously more to the atheist spectrum than than that as well.
0: I would hate to live with no hope like that
1: yeah um. And I see that now. I, I didn't see that then. I.
0: How did this all change for you? Ah, uh, well,
1: I. Funnily enough, it was really in senior high that I started coming across some, some really devout, committed Christians that were different to, all of my presuppositions. They didn't really fit the mold, and I kept on. Um, I, I was really quite harsh. Uh, I was on a a bit of a mission. I was a proselytizing atheist. I would like, you know, ripping people to shreds. I made my case quite convincingly, um, and I managed to convince some to to abandon what they believed and held very dearly. And I realized that in a relatively small class, I found myself surrounded by a handful of really strong, committed Christians Mm -hmm. who uh, were up for it, and they weren't going to just go away. Um, and they um, were really quite firm with me. So it all came to a head when one of them uh, basically sat me down in no uncertain terms and said, Eric, I can't take you seriously. Um, you haven't given God a chance, and I'm not going to talk to you ever again unless you read the Gospel of John, and then we'll talk about it next week.
0: So what, what, how did you react?
1: <laughs> I believe more or less my exact words were, fine. I'll read it and I'll prove to you from your book that your God's not real. And started reading it um, again and again and again, um, and noting things that I found to be confusing, um, things that I disagreed with, um, and and started sort of documenting these. Uh, but what I failed to anticipate, of course, was the questions that it also raised for me. Um, how could I be so sure? What if I'm wrong? What if Jesus is who he said he was? I couldn't put it down. I couldn't let it go. And it just kept on eating away at at my atheist faith. And this was a, a process over some time, and, and it all started to change as God's spirit was, I know now, working inside of me. But I, of course, didn't know that then, and I wouldn't have used those words. And... Um, it was a process over a few months, really, um, that, that this was all unfolding. And, yeah. and I put up this big external facade that nothing, nothing was changing, that it was all business as usual, and, and uh, I could play that game. But I was growing uh, increasingly um, less convinced of, of atheism
0: as such. Wow. That's our guest, Eric, a former atheist, now with a living hope for his eternity. If you'd like to touch base with Eric, send us an email. This is Light and Life. To contact us, go to salvos.org.au slash radio.